Okay, so I did not cook tonight because it's because I got fried chicken. Don't you like to wake up a little first? <laughs> it's my turn to do this podcast after I just woke up. Oh, I was, I was tired today. Ooh, I feel like it's fall and I'm like the mama bear and I want to hibernate. Like I want to eat all of the carbs and all of your licorice. And curl up and not yawning. <laughs> so you just want to be me. Yeah. Ooh, I'm tired. But it's like, I don't know, the change of season. And then it's 830 and it's pitch black out, which seems like, yeah, that seems reasonable. But not when you're used to it being 11 and it's pitch black out. So my body is like turning into sweater season. <laughs> It's a problem we have. Even animals know you're supposed to go to sleep. Nighttime, go to sleep. Mm. Daytime, be awake. Well, yeah. Why fight it? Well, don't humans know daytime? It's called partial hibernation. What? In the winter, it's dark for yeah. 16 oh, hours a day. Like you're you should supposed be sleeping. to only sleep when it's dark. When it's daylight, you'd be when awake. when it's dark the whole time. Yeah. Or Summertime, whatever. you're awake a lot. Wintertime, sleep a lot. Yeah, I we mean... We got that all jacked up. Well, no, I don't... You're waking up now before the sun. And it's going to be coming on getting home bef- when the sun is down too. That's the season we're in. We're in um, soup season, <laughs> which we call it soup season around here. And that is what this we column do? is about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you and me. <laughs> But it's my favorite food group, and so you don't eat, you know, you don't eat certain things in the summer when it's 100 degrees. Not that it's been warm here the last couple of days, but as soon as the leaves start changing, that's what I want. But this week, this column is about your tomato soup. I've eaten nothing but soup and stew for a week. Yeah, you really leaned into that transition. <laughs> I wait for stew. You wait for stew? Yep. Yeah, I know. You would eat stew. Like, Every you day. were born to be like a medieval man or something. I feel like that's all they ate in medieval time was like, let's stew this squirrel. Let's stew this dead snake we found on the road. <laughs> I mean, in my defense, it was beef. So. <laughs> well, yes. But, you know, like, you. I would. I you would eat have, that what stuff. What is this? Porridge? What's a, what's a medieval term for stew? Stew. <laughs> Stew. I feel like there's a fa- the, a word for it. Anyway, um, but last week I got totally caught off guard with my deadline for my column. I've been writing it for like ten years almost, and I got have a new editor. Which whatever, it's due like on mm-hmm. Tuesday or Wednesday. It Wednesday rolled around in the afternoon, and I got an email, and I was just like bustling around the kitchen. My new not favorite favorite spot to be and I got an email like hey are you gonna submit your column this week it's like it's not Wednesday I was thinking it was Monday totally go ahead open it (laughs) totally um caught off guard about how can you do something 
the same time every week for 10 years and then totally just forget to do it. It's easy when it's Wednesday and you think it's Monday. Yeah, what the... You don't know what day it is. Or what happened there. So I kind of scrambled because I've never really... I've never really done that where it's like, I just totally forgot. I did miss my deadline. I'm not, I'm not submitting a column. I've not done that. I've skipped columns. Like in turn, when I had the kids, I skipped a couple weeks maybe. And then when dad was sick, I maybe skipped a couple, but otherwise I kind of just, that's what you do. So I thought it would be a perfect time to share your soup recipe again. Also, because I think that the tomatoes are, t- are taking over my life. And I'm pretty sure that's what I was doing in the kitchen was trying to deal with my tomatoes when I forgot about the column. <laughs> and I just went out there to water them again because it's been so crispy hot. And I have like probably another seven pounds or eight pounds of them out there. So um, when we were first at the ranch the first summer, you and I did a little, um, oh, well, I maybe should more accurately say I made you do... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I would follow you around in the kitchen and write things down. And we lived in that little farmhouse that and didn't have a big ah, giant kitchen. I it started there. Yeah. And you just like to cook. And you were making some things that were just making things up kind of. And soup is definitely one of them. But that's one of those things that you can like make up as you go along. And it will generally always turn out. And this recipe was we didn't have a garden over there but dad had a bunch of a big garden with a bunch of tomatoes and you just started I don't even remember like I'm gonna make a soup and then with whatever ingredient we had had on hand ingredients you just started chopping and mixing and I just well I think you said you wanted tomato soup and I'm like well I can make a tomato soup and then I just started making one but you didn't have you didn't you didn't do it prior to me like writing it down I think I just started Writing it down. No, and we did it that first time was the, the very, first very time. first time we'd ever made it. So, and I just, was that the first cowboy in the kitchen we did? I decided to do a kind of whatever. It wasn't like weekly or monthly or anything, but anytime you had a recipe that was good, then I made, then I took pictures of you, wrote it down and shared it on my blog. So tomato soup that you made, the tomato soup you made was one of the first ones. And we really didn't modify the recipe very much after that like you did it kind of the first time and sometimes that's what happens with cooking especially with you i only modify it ever if we don't have the thing that was in it oh the soup because recipe. it was so good yeah. it was like i'm glad you wrote it down because i you would have never just remembered making it up like i didn't yeah. know and i don't measure stuff now like it's, so we had to like try real hard to make it so that we could record it I remember you were getting mad at me because, oh, how much of that did you well, put right. in there? Like, yeah. I don't know, like, eh, this much. A little much. dash and a pinch and a splash and a whatever. Um, and then at the same time, one of the times we did the tomato soup, you made a grilled cheese sandwich that my little sister still swears was the best grilled cheese sandwich she ever had in her whole life, and you cannot remember what you did, and you never I, recreated it. No, I, I used... Four different kinds of cheeses. I remember that. I don't remember what, what the kinds of cheeses. And they were just stuff we had in the fridge. I just made it up and I kind of made it into like I melted it down. And or when whatever. have we? That was the, probably the only time in our lives we had four different. Well, maybe not four different kinds of cheeses in our fridge. We're not that fancy. <laughs> and it wasn't. Well, it wasn't fancy cheese. I, I mean, I know for a fact one of the cheeses was Velveeta. <laughs> 
I'm well, 90% sure one of them was cream cheese. Sure. Is that even a cheese? But it's <laughs> yeah. cream cheese. And because then, you made and like then a there sauce. was like two other kinds of like, they were a little bit fancier. There was something, they were like a cheese, like a taste kind of mm-hmm. cheese. I don't remember what they were. But. Or like the kind that really just melts really well. Yeah, like it was a all, it was all stuff something. that melted well together mm-hmm. and it made almost like a nacho sauce. I mean, it didn't taste anything like nachos, no, it was like a but lighter it was kind sauce. of like that. And then you chopped up ham and put it in the sauce because we had ham. And then it was like... A that's something, yeah, that's always what I, I never make. Well, Chad has a thing. Grilled cheese just, sandwiches without ham. You can't have tomato soup and grilled cheese because... Just simply that, because you have to have a meat with everything. So well, then, yeah, you don't want to starve to death. <laughs> it's like, which is not wrong. I mean, it's, you need protein, I suppose. But it's like, could you just have a grilled cheese, a tomato soup? We don't need to like put sausage on the side. But that's your German roots. <laughs> like what? You don't what? You just have flour and butter. Ah, but we got a pig. <laughs> let's let's cut its leg off and eat it. Um. So, but that anyway. So that recipe is in my book, actually. And the only thing I modified for our, I did it, you know, the night before or whatever, um, is putting more broth in it because I like a little more. It was a little thick. It was this a time. little thick, but it, it kind of is a thick soup. It is, but I think also it depends on your tomatoes. Yeah. How much juice you get out of your tomatoes. Sure. Yeah. And I, yeah. So. And these tomatoes this year are pretty meaty. Yeah, they are. Like they're really, really good, but they're. I mean, they're juicy, but not like really as juicy as they have been. They're just meatier. When I was making it, then I was trying to think about how another way to share it because everyone is getting their recipes off TikTok and like reels now. That's how I like instead of reading them because everything's so short form. I'm like, I'm going to be like a food blogger and try to film myself doing this. Well, not me. I saw that. My I saw hands. that on Instagram. I tried to have a little tripod. Well, it was a disaster because the girls interrupted me 75,000 times. I don't believe you. <laughs> um, I put it to some John Denver song and <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> but basically, my soup making tip is like just put all the seasonings in that you like. And Well, that, that's why soup's so good because you can't mess it up. Yeah. If you do, the only way you can irredeemably mess it up is by over salting it. it. I haven't figured out a way like other than making the soup 10 times larger by just diluting it. Which we've been known to make like a triple pot soup. That's the only way I know if you over salt it. But otherwise taste and then you just taste it. Yeah. Needs a little something, put a little something. Needs a little something else, put well, a little something else. Well this recipe has a whole stick of butter in it so how could you really go wrong? Because then it gets nice and frothy. All my soups have a stick of butter. A stick. So let me tell you, I want to talk about this because your mom and my mom are two very different cooks. My mom grew up in a house full of women. She's the oldest of three of four <clears throat> girls. And my um, grandma was a working mom. And so it was like, you know, she grew up in the 50s and 60s. My grandma, Ginny, wasn't like a, she just didn't like to cook. That Her her dad was an actual professional baker. He owned a bakery. But Grandma Ginny wasn't like, she wanted to be a phi ed teacher. She wasn't really in, and she'll still say that, into cooking. So it's not like my mom's, my mom's a great cook, but she cooks differently. She's the only person that I know, and it's because she raised girls, um, that will cook a half a package of bacon at a time. A yeah, half a package. That was mind-boggling the first time I ever 
came, well, a, came across somebody who didn't cook the whole package of bacon. I need people to know that you know it's not mind-bottling, right? That's yeah, not, like your mind is in the bottle. No, you know, that's not. That's <laughs> not how. You just say it and then some people don't know that you're... But it's anyway, from a movie. I, I don't remember what movie it is, but it's from a movie. But when you say it casually like that, people will be like, you know, it's not oh, mind If you think about it, does boggling make any more sense? Well, it boggles your mind, like shakes it up. Yeah, like it's in the bottle. Oh my God. <laughs> Anyways. But then it's when like you... It's like it's a moo point, you know, it's a cow's oh. point of view. <laughs> Well, you just say it amongst us, and it's like, yep, yeah, I get the inside joke. But when you say it in front of, like, mixed company, they might think that you don't know. I feel like they know me. Okay. (laughs) But when you started coming around, my mom was like, I remember her feeding, like, doing a steak supper or whatever. And my mom also has, like, this major fear of choking. Like, when we were kids... She gave us tiny, teeny, tiny little bites, and she was known for, which you're not supposed to do, but moms do it, the finger swoop, where she thought you had too much in your mouth. She'd come in with her pinky finger and scoop it out of there. So when you came in, and that was a real fear that is deep-seated in all of us girls. It's like someone's going to choke I know. I feel like she had a bad experience or something. Well, let's talk about that, because she's not wrong. You know how many times I actually choked and had to get the Heimlich in my life? because your bites are too small. At least two and potentially three. I choked on a hot fireball at my grandma Edie's and we drove home with dad and I choked on it in the driveway and he had to give me the Heimlich and it was like legit stuck in my throat. So, but mom wasn't around. I choked on a chip at Lock and Pana in, in Grand Forks. I had to get the Heimlich. So potentially I'm the well, core of the... I think the only choking I remember, I was throwing grapes up in the air <laughs> and catching them. <laughs> And one went straight down the pipe, and I choked. But I didn't have to get the Heimlich. I got it out, but the panic for I was, you know, and then ten or whatever. But that's a that that's a good lesson to you all. I know. Don't now do I that. Make, now I make it land on my tongue first. You catch less, but <laughs> you don't die. Well, and remember that time when we were dating, and you, and my sister's little sister's boyfriend, maybe we were married had a contest at the lake to see how many marshmallows you could fit in your mouth. Mm-hmm. And my mom almost went into cardiac arrest. She 20, still... 23, by the way. <laughs> and you two are both were like both the same type of person, so neither one of you were going to lose, and you just kept putting giant marshmallows. But not, not little marshmallows, big marshmallows in your mouth. 20, how many? 23. My mom still I didn't lose. talks about that. <laughs> like, But then also, when you were cutting your steak... That's the point. She was, I remember looking at you, her looking at you like, because you basically cut it into fourths. You ate a fourth of a steak at a time. She could not believe someone would eat that much. Also, or that big of bites, and also that much. Like a teenage boy when she was feeding teen. There's no bottom. There's no bottom to a teenage boy. So she couldn't, like, fathom it. My poor dad was probably starving all the time. It's like, remember when you went went to the lake and you, when we were dating and he took you, you guys went out to... We went run. to town for some reason. And then he's like, Just you want to go to KFC? I'm like, yeah. You know, I was 16 or My 17 My mom does or not go like to that. KFC. So we went to KFC and just mowed a whole bunch of chicken, which I never thought anything of because that's pretty regular for my life. Yeah, you were like 18. And then, and then your dad was just like, yeah, we went and ate a whole chicken. You guys were like... He was green. real excited You about came it. back and you were like, where were you? Nowhere. You're like grease all over your face. What, what were you doing? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. Why? Nothing. You know, because dad denied till he died. 
and I'm sure mom could smell it on him. <laughs> Anyways, this is all said in love, but she is the only person, she has the most, my mother, self-control and willpower I've ever met in a person. She can take a tiny fun-sized snicker bar and eat like a bite of it and wrap it up and put it back in the fridge. And then she'll make that last like all day. She is just disciplined that way. And so that's the kind of like eating I grew up with. And then I started dating you and your mom is from like a, well, she was raised by a woman who cooked German food. Cause what she was like, on like first or just second generation German, wasn't she? Her grandmother. Yeah. So she had so all think... that heritage food that we've talked about before, but I didn't know people bought full bodied cream, real cream until I like went to your house and had supper. She made creamed cream on yeah. pork chops. Some people buy half and half and that is like, what is that we garbage? We didn't even buy half and half. We had like 1% what, milk. What's funny is I was raised on skim milk and yeah. I loved it. And then when I got to college, I rebelled and started drinking 2%. Well, and I'm like, why would you ever drink no. skim milk? We and didn't. then we had kids. And so we got the kids whole milk and I started drinking that. And I'm like, I will well, never drink just... anything other than whole milk. But there was a time in the 90s. Yeah, it was, a, 90s. it was a whole thing. I, my mom is up to 1% or maybe 2% now. I think 1%. Yeah. But Where so, it was like you couldn't have fat in anything. So we were like the product of women who were raised on that diet fad where you had, you had to have margarine. You had to have oh, no yeah, fat, margarine. low fat, everything. No fat in your milk. Everything diet took the fat out of it. And that's not what we're being told now. Like full fat is, it's fine in moderation and it's, it's better for you because you don't eat as much. And Anyway, so real butter and real cream, that's what you had at your house though. And she cooked with cream. She made cream peas, creamed peas. I'd never had that before. That's, yeah, that's homemade cream. Home, homemade. That was a real bad accent. <laughs> homemade. <laughs> Sometimes I catch myself in not, it. Not homemade like <laughs> skimmed from the cow. Homemade like with well, flour. Flour butter. and butter. Well, and that's the thing. My dad wasn't necessarily raised that way. You know, he obviously, they would get full-fledged cream. Full-fledged cream off a cow they had milk cows and so they had you know he had a different like cooking meals in his at his place when i went to your place cream peas that i remember that was like a revel she would make uh mashed potatoes cream peas and pork, pork chops. chops fried pork chops fried pork chops not deep fat fried but just, just fried breaded, on the, breaded and fried yeah kind of breaded and fried on the flat top yeah Oh man, my mind was blown. That was my favorite meal that she made. I I remember going other places and people would be like, "You want to have pork chops?" I'm like, "Yeah, I love pork chops." And they're not good. And they would have like a little slab of meat. I'm like, "That's a that's not a pork chop. What is right. that?" Right. Like now just I like thing. I like them on a grill if you do them that way. Yeah. Also, actually, I haven't fried pork. Chops. We haven't done pork chops for a long time. Forever. But... I do like a pork chop, but like, there's no one that makes them like your mother. No. There really. Isn't. I can't do it. No, like she we does can't. Either. But you do the her cream peas. Yeah. And that's like my favorite. And my, and mashed potatoes. Mm, mm, mm. Then you put like a lot of butter in the mashed potatoes. Yep, yep, yep. And put a little cream in there too, a little garlic salt. I'm here for it's it. It's pretty good. Yeah. But so you... I'll get you through the winter. Well, there's here. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I just woke up from hibernation here. 
or maybe, no, I'm getting ready for my hibernation. Um, I saw that you had some Nephilim soup in the fridge too. Did your dad bring that's, that? Yeah, that's... Your mom's? If mom made it or dad made it, I don't know, but yeah, it came from their house. So I want to talk to you about your cooking though, because like, I guess because my mom, well, she's, like I said, she's a good cook. There's a lot of things she made that I really, really liked and, um... But I don't remember, because she was a work, you know, she worked all the time too. So it wasn't like we spent a lot of time in the kitchen with her. Um, she made her standard like cookies. She has a great surfer square recipe, um, like a bar recipe that no one else does. That's kind of like the thing that mom makes that everyone oh, loves. Oh, her fudge. And her fudge is in, my, is in my book too. It was amazing. Yeah, she does some great, great things. She does a lot of like... <clears throat> yeah, she's a she's a good to, cook. Like I'm not she is a really to good cook. Like, it's just different <laughs> yeah. style. My so mom, it's not the she'll do more. And my mom loves cookbooks, so she will have. She has a collection. Excuse me, of cookbooks, and she'll just read them. She will just read them, and maybe not yeah. cook. So my mom has a rolodex of handwritten cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and my mom. I think she has cookbooks now, but growing up, it was just only. The yeah. handwritten cards. I think everyone's mom has that. But mom would always buy cookbooks. And then she had a subscription to Bon Appetit, which I always thought was so fancy. It is. Yeah. Um, so she just likes to read recipes. And then so we would try some different, maybe more um, off-the-wall types of recipes, and she would experiment a lot. But I wasn't standing with her in the kitchen. I didn't like... Like your mom makes good manicotti. Mm-hmm. But somebody needs to tell her that you need to have sausage with it. <laughs> yeah, no, and they think they're yeah. I should look that up. Like manicotti is really a stuffed cheese shells, so delicious. But I think there is recipes where manicotti there's meat manicotti. It needs a meat. Yeah, but I don't. I disagree. But back to your point about everything having meat with it. <laughs> but I didn't learn like a lot from her cooking because. That wasn't something we did together, and I didn't like it. I didn't like being in the kitchen. I still, like, don't like being in the kitchen necessarily. I will do all of the things outside before I'm like, yeah, I'm going to stand in here and try this recipe. But I will have to say I've come to really like it having been married, like, to you because you like cooking so much. So that can be something that we can do together. Yeah, and college, that was something that Lee and I did. Oh, your roommate. And then you kind of got into it then. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, you went from like a stage negative one cook to like pretty good. I'm decent. And now you're really good. Well, I'm 39, so it took me a while. (laughs) So you're just a youngster. (laughs) Yeah. But but cooking with you, I always liked. And then when we first moved out here, when we were more newly married, I really got into like trying recipes and things because I just had a lot more time. And I like the idea in the kitchen... That you're like, I like a project. And so especially if it's a new recipe, then I like the process of like getting everything together. Excuse me, trying it out. Um, but then like, I don't do it again. I don't know. It's like See, once- well, that's the difference. Like, I don't like recipes. I like, if I use a recipe, it's only for the base. And then mm-hmm. I go free- yeah, freestyle, freestyle after that. <laughs> Like, I like to make it up. But where did you... So did you cook with your mom when you were a kid? I was trying to think. So, yeah, some. Like, it wasn't a lot. But, like, a combination of a couple things happened. Like, well, mom was mom, so she was always cooking. Mm -hmm. And then I liked, you know, hang out with her, so we'd cook. Angie hated hot, touching hot things. Like, you couldn't... Yeah, so you couldn't 
She couldn't open the oven, didn't do pizzas, didn't do anything that involved touching <laughs> or potentially touching a hot thing. Which I think was and a she ploy was the babysitter, to just get out of doing <laughs> Quite possibly. But she was the babysitter, so I was the middle child, and Travis was the baby. Yeah. So whenever mom and dad would be gone or whatever and she would babysit, I had to cook if I wanted something hot. Right. And that's kind of your also your stipulation. You're not like a cold sandwich guy. <sighs> I, I like sandwiches, but I think I've just eaten too many sandwiches. I'm back to where I like them again now. But, <laughs> well, but I mean, there always... was a solid years of eating sandwiches every single day, and you're like, I can't yeah. do a sandwich anymore. But I think that's another reason you're an old soul is like you prefer a hot meal at any all the time. Yeah, oh. until it's like really hot in the well, summertime, yeah. and then, then I like a salad, a salad with meat in it. Well, yeah. Your salads are no joke. Your, your dad just watched you build one, and you took everything out of the fridge. Everything you could put in a salad. You put in a I giant know, and we didn't have any peas. Oh, I think we probably oh, did. I didn't go looking for them, but I didn't have <laughs> it's any It's like layer there. upon layer upon layer. Even I know. I usually don't like, have very much room for the lettuce by the time I get to the end. <laughs> That's right. He even commented. Anyway, so did you tell me once that you guys had... Did that your mom let gave you guys some responsibility nights? Oh of yeah, cooking? we had cooking night. So we had that wasn't a long time or a lot of it, but there was it a phase like that we went through where it was everybody had a night and mm-hmm. then you had to cook. Yeah. I think for that's a your great night. Thing. And then, you know, I think a lot of it was mostly like my mom has told me this several times, but she hates deciding what to cook. Mm, mm-hmm. like she doesn't not Same. like cooking. She just hates thinking up the thing yeah. and planning the yeah. menu and doing all that. So I think the us cooking was you have to pick. Mm-hmm. And because I remember like a lot of times she would help us make it. We didn't sure. just have to only do it by ourselves. But at least you had A lot of times we did it ourselves too, but we had to come up with what it was going to be. And then mm-hmm. like Tuesday night was your night and Wednesday night was, you know, Travis's night or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That wasn't, it wasn't a long time, but it was a phase that we went mm-hmm. through. But then that was just like a positive. But I was just, and I like, like she makes a lot of things that like her grandma made. Mm-hmm. And I just love those foods. So I was really curious and interested. Like I wanted to make them because I wanted to be able to have them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like learning how to do homemade noodles. And then from that, you can do anything, you Pizza, know, all kinds of stuff, but yeah. just making dough which is super super easy but most people mm-hmm. don't do that or maybe they do I don't know well that was another foreign thing to me like I thought that was making like homemade noodles was like you were definitely related to Martha Stewart in some way in order to have that skill <laughs> right like but it's not hard no it's messy yeah but and it's, it's not hard and some of it you kind of again don't have a precise recipe. Like you we just were, kind of we were talking up. about that when we were elk hunting. We got into talking about supper because we were doing the dad thing, <laughs> where we just talk about our kids because that's pretty much all of our lives. Talk about your kids and food. Yep. <laughs> and I don't think any of our kids, like of that group, have ever had chicken noodle soup that comes from a can. Like no. they don't even know what that is. What a blessing for or them. Or like my kids have no idea what spaghettios are. No disrespect never even seen them. to Chef Boyardee or Campbell. I lived on that stuff when I was a kid. Me too. But now? I don't know. I liked it then. I might still. But I mean, 
They I just, mean, those were just our fast and food they, stuff. And it's not like they eat like saints. I mean, they have mac no. and cheese and all that kind of stuff. But Like they, which is, yeah. I mean, getting your kids to eat is a whole nother like podcast <laughs> topic for mom bloggers everywhere because that's a real challenge too. What developing their palates is interesting because they're kids that, well, like Rosie, she has a more sophisticated taste. Like she'll eat seafood or she loves crab salad. Crab salad. I know, which is like something. so much so that she skips the crackers and just eats it's it with a, a fork. That's not a thing that little kids like. But watching them kind of, like, they'll eat anything right at first, right? And then they kind of get leery of it, and then they have to, like, build back up to their their taste buds. I've, but I've the noticed, more, like, fresh fruit and vegetables you can get in them. I've noticed there's a lot of color involved in what they will and won't eat. <laughs> if it's a different color, like, I if know, there's a thing right in now. it that's whatever, well, red or green or yellow or whatever it? the thing is. It doesn't, it's not the same thing all the time. It's not like they won't eat orange. It's just that if there's a different color thing in whatever they're eating, they're like, and ah, what's that? it has to be so much, like, expected. If you throw a different style of mac and cheese on Adam, it's like apocalypse, which I remember judging that in other parents. Like, oh, they... Not judging, but, like, not believing it was a thing. And it's like, whatever. They'll eat whatever mac and cheese. Well, actually, kids are are a pain in the butt. Well, you just have to and pick, like, is it? do you want to fight this? Yeah. Do you want to fight this? Or That's do you want to just get through it? Well, even today, they love, they we call, like, fried chicken or chicken, drumsticks, things like that, if we're doing another grill, chicken on a bone. <laughs> so we got get chicken on a bone and what's the best part of getting it from town is like it's a fried chicken and then they don't like the skin and then it's like why do I do this I I remember like when I was little it was the same way I did not like loved fried chicken but not the skin yeah like not the fried part so I'd pick all that off Mm. and then my dad would just eat it yeah and I'm like you oh my god that's, you're not even getting any chicken with it like that's so well gross. your dad will eat you guys but now also- i get it like i try not to do that because i understand the health benefits and risks <laughs> from it this- <laughs> but i totally understand like seeing that pile of fried goodness and just then grabbing you guys it also the eating thing i just had an i just had a memory the, chi- the at thanksgiving you all fight over or you and your dad, maybe your brother, I can't remember, over the turkey neck. The neck, that's mine. Ugh. And I never even knew that a turkey neck was the thing you ate when I was growing up. I got that from my uncle. Of course, Donnie. Yeah. Yeah, because Donnie has eaten every species of animal yeah. that's legal to eat. And I don't, it's good. It's so hard to eat, like so time consuming, but I like it. Well, now this is, I'm getting up to get a pillow to sit on. <laughs> Because I'm 100. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's why you're fidgeting? My, my butt hurts on this chair. <laughs> We're going to have to get some padded table chairs just like I know. grandma and grandpa used to have. Yeah. I've got ailments um, now. but yeah. Now just, that you're in your late 30s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mostly. I've been sitting on my butt all day and it's, it's calling out to me. Um, I read this quote. This is random. But I think about it every time when you're sitting on a hard surface and your butt gets kind of (laughs) itchy. There was like a framed piece that said, even an angel's butt gets itchy when it sits too long on hard places. (laughs) 
<laughs> so that's my next tattoo. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, we're all human here. I can't believe we don't have that. <laughs> Other people have live, laugh, love. That's more my style. <laughs> it's like, yes, yes, they do. Even an angel's butt gets itchy. But what is the turkey neck? I haven't ever even never even tried it. Is there like just a little bit of meat on it? Yeah. Or is it like dark, dark meat? It's, well, it's just dark meat. I don't, it's not. It's just dark meat that you don't have to fight over. Everyone fights over all the dark meat. No one wants that. But usually neck. you get the neck without too much complaint. What are, okay, so you have kind of, I've seen you eat things that you shouldn't, like, well, for one, a moth, because someone dared you. I think I've eaten <laughs> everything I've ever seen. <laughs> what is the weirdest thing you've eaten? Like some of the weirder things. I've, wa- I've seen you eat rattlesnake, like fresh off the trail. Yeah. I skinned it and cooked it over like, a fire. I don't know. Everything. Shark. Alligator. Yeah. What I've never had is turtle. I want turtle. So, you. A lot of people eat like turtle soup, like big turtles. And yeah. I've never done that. I want to try that. I just have like, I like turtles so much, I don't want to eat them. I feel, I would feel like bad about it. <laughs> well, I, I haven't. Maybe that's why. <laughs> so. But we, yeah, I don't know. Just. We found turtle eggs in the back of the dam. I know, that's dam. pretty cool. So I can't believe you didn't pick them up. We, well, here's the thing. Eating they're, did, they're not... They're not... They're hatched out and Yeah, ate. they're not... No, I wouldn't... still in no, them. No, I wouldn't touch them. But we... I took the girls back behind the house, my parents' house that where I used to go all the time when I was a kid. And there's big beaver dams back there. And they've gotten bigger over the years. And then we kind of... They clear like, that like out. Like 20 feet tall big. They're huge big, beaver dams. And they go all the way up the creek. So it starts closer to the house, and then you follow the creek up, and there's probably four or five, and the, the biggest one is the furthest back. And I was just, that was such a magical place for me when I was a kid because it's totally deep woods. We don't put a lot of cattle back there. It's, the bulls are in there right now, and the horses will go. But it's deep. And the creek, it just, when I was younger... It was less dammed up, so you could just follow along the banks. And it's all spring-fed, so it's not runoff where it's got water sometimes and not sometimes. No, it's, it's always Water flowing. flows yes. all the time. Just like magical. And then I've written about that creek quite a bit. So where Alex and I put our forts when I was growing up. I would build forts mm-hmm. back there. And then she would follow me, and so I built her fort across the creek. <laughs> And actually did like the tin can telephone and everything like (laughs) we did that. So we took the girls back there and, um, and it is Matt, like Edie, they just turn into the kids that they're supposed to be. Like when you're feeling like, oh my gosh, we're going to school where tonight we had gymnastics and we had uh, cheerleading and they're in school and it's the beginning of a long week. And it's like, you're feeling like, oh, we're not, they're not being kids the time to be kids then we just take them back there and they just they just are like this is an adventure oh my gosh let's make boats we made bark boats and they wanted to float them and Edie just lights up and they just start pretending and there's kind of like cool landscape back there there's some sand even and then there's wild grapes which is really oh, not I just something recently found out about that that I really remember but they're really they're tiny teeny but they look exactly like grapes at the grocery store and they're wild vines of grapes and then when i was growing up i would always be able to find wild strawberries like teeny i wonder teeny. if we can transplant those in any way probably could 
I'm sure. I mean, I don't know. They grow on like sandy, crappy, like where they're growing is not on in, a, they're growing out of the bank of like a sand bank. So they don't need much, <laughs> um, but they're pretty tart. Like, I don't know. Anyway. And then Give I, like wine. Yeah. Ugh. Well, I mean, I'm not going to be canning and making and stewing and brewing anything for a while now after all of well, this. Well, what are your stories going to be then? <laughs> I feel like I've been talking about my tomato crop every day, it's every major, week. Yeah, that's the downfall of winning the garden contest. <laughs> that's true. And then I walk, like, I brought my tomatoes into mom's store and asked one of her, like, her manager, like, okay, I have tomatoes for you. And I thought she'd be so excited. She's like, that's okay. No, thank you. <laughs> you tried to give away tomatoes? Yes, at this point. They were going bad. Like, they need to go to people who will love and appreciate them. No, we need to get to canning. You get to canning. I help you. <laughs> I can't do it anymore. <laughs> All these women who stood in their kitchens canning, like... I know, but how awesome is it in February we can pull out garden tomatoes? I mean, I'm like, not saying it's not awesome, but I can't do it anymore, man. I will, but I... But, whew. And I did... Tomato sauce. I did a um, spaghetti sauce. I boiled it down. I talked about that already. And then salsa. And then I have a whole bunch of canned tomatoes. Which actually, this tomato soup recipe, if you don't like it, if you don't like it so chunky, if you can't, if you took your canned tomatoes that were blanched without the skins on them, this would be a smoother soup. Um, but I don't mind the little peelings in it. You boil it and boil it and boil it, and it's nice and mushy and. Um, chunky. Yeah, you could take everything in there and like puree, puree it. it, and it or would whatever. still have the flavor. It, it just would be the same. The it just wouldn't have the chunks. chunks. I like the chunks, but mm-hmm. I feel like I was going somewhere with my talk about. We're on a rant about canning, and I went back to the canning rant, but I wanted to say more about being in the oh, the turtle eggs. Yeah. So it's magical back there, anyway, and then we get. We get the boats made, and Ada, little Ada was with us, and we get them into the dam. But the dams become, or the creeks become, over the years, there's been so much changes back there. The banks are super steep, so it kind of freaked me out a little bit. Because when I was a kid, I was back there all the time. Um, but I didn't ever, I was told not to go in the dam. And One time we tried swimming in there and got 70, literally each one, me and my friend Kelsey, ran home screaming because we had wood ticks crawl like they were crawling all over us we had like a hundred wood ticks each on us so that kind of like we didn't mess with it but it was making me nervous because if they went back there by themselves if they could fall into that dam it's the banks are so steep they couldn't yeah it's it's not it's not a place i would let them play but not no not anymore um even older because i watched our dog jump in there and she kind of went you know dogs don't usually jump in and go dunk their heads and her head got dunked and then she didn't know exactly where the exit plan was because the banks are so steep but well she didn't think that through well no and it freaked me out because remember when i had to save gus's life this winter this spring he fell in the i feel like that story was way over he was stuck and the girls saw it because he got in And the girl saw it because he got in on thin ice and dropped in and he couldn't get out. He was swimming, swimming up like dogs do. And I just thought, oh, he's strong. He can get. And he couldn't. And I um, had to like lay down. I didn't do I didn't risk my life or anything. I could stand it up in there probably. But I had to pull him out. So anyway, I had that flash before my eyes. 
<laughs> and she got out. Anyway, we walked home towards home and I saw these little like white little shell looking things near like a hole in the ground. And then there was raccoon poop by it. And I was like, are these snake eggs? What are they? But the shells were soft. And of course, Edie, she wants to touch it. And I'm like, do you, okay, go ahead. Like you're a little scientist girl. So she touched them and they're, they're, I think they didn't hatch out. I think something got them and ate them. Well, if there was raccoon poop there then, yeah. most likely. Also like they would, if, ate them. where, I don't know. I think it was a snapping turtle though. Eggs. Probably. Cause we have. No other turtles are big enough. Big old to be, snapping like, turtles. All the other there. ones would be tiny. Yeah. It didn't occur to me that And there's no eggs. snake that would have a big egg. No. But that was cool. But then also sad that. You know, snapping turtles, we have them, but it's not like they're... I know, then, then we had that big forever. one get smushed on the road. I was I know, because they're just so that. prehistoric looking, and then they just live so long. Like, But we've had them show up in our garage um, when I was a kid, <laughs> just be like hanging out that yeah. and like muskrats and stuff. So it's pretty fun to explore back there with the girls and, um, and hear what they have, to what they're playing and what they're singing and... They're getting big enough, so I even took them on a walk on... I was really busy this weekend. I had two things I had to sing at. I was gone every day singing. But I was also like, oh, it's such a beautiful... On Saturday, it was such a beautiful day. So I took them on a walk between... From this place to mom and dad's, which is a good, like, mile and a half. But I was going to have them cut across, like, through the trees, but then... I don't know. The grass is so tall and everything's so thick. Nothing's opened up like up, opened up yet. So Rosie was a little small to do that, but we walked on the road. Not unless you find that one trail that goes through. Right. And then you still have to cross the creek, which gets a little hairy. So we went back on the road and we walked every five steps had to bend down. Every five steps had to bend down. We found a dead blue racer snake. Edie had to investigate that. We found Butter, an ant lifting, carrying a butterfly. We had to investigate that. We had to throw rocks in the trees. It was a long get over the cattle guard, but they made it. It was fun to do. And then we yeah. went to grandma's and they had cookies and ice cream at the same time. And then they get hyped up and then we have to bring them home and feed them supper. So that was, <laughs> that was and that's why supper's a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Don't go to grandma's before you go to supper. Um, and I had some funny rosy quotes for you, but I can't think of any of them right now. But mostly wanted to talk about cooking. I haven't done it for a while because the one that I can never get right is apple strudel oh. that mom makes. And I've done it, but it's never, it's never quite right. Like I overfill it or do... Something. Well, it tastes good, but, but it's not the same shape. It's not the right season thing. Apple season would be apple strudel season. But you fry those up, and yeah, our friend was talking about doing strudel because that's their tradition, and they do it like more tight rolled and totally different way. Than well, you. that's how mom does it. It's pretty tight. Oh, and they like Mine cut just it gets big. Yeah, and then you cut it into like slices, sort mm-hmm. of. Yeah. How to describe it, but we used to sit there and you have to you peel all the apples mm-hmm. and then we would just eat apple peelings until yeah. we got like tummy <laughs> yeah until you're full basically and that's a lot of apple you didn't peelings. have that cool apple core peeler thing 
No. When you're getting real into no. it. And mom's very traditional, but like, I remember without making noodles. So I think my sister did it first. And I don't know if she saw it somewhere or just thought of it, but she was the first one I saw it from. So mom, when we'd make noodles, you roll out all the dough and then you take a knife and you like evenly space, cut your slices. So all your noodles are like perfect and symmetrical. Yeah. And so they cook even. I, that's just the way our grandma did it. And that's the way you do it there. It looks nice. Mm-hmm. And then I was with Angie one time, and we made noodles. And she whips out the pizza cutter mm-hmm. and just runs through it in, like, a job that takes 15 minutes. It was done in 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I'm never not doing that again. Like, Does your mom use a pizza cutter now? I've never seen her use a pizza cutter. But she had- She might. I don't know. Because, like, we used to do it together a lot. Then, you know, after she, like, showed us how. Yeah. And, and she would do, it, do it, and then she showed Angie's girls how, mm-hmm. and they pizza cutter it. So <laughs> I don't, I don't know if she does it or not. I, I'll have to ask her. But but the fun thing is, like I said this here before, but I know more about your heritage, German cooking, and how to do it than I do any of my like Norwegian. Well, work. God bless the Norwegians, but they ain't food that you want to eat. Now come on. Lefsa. It's like rotten fish. When and, my mom first uh, had Lefsa. I'm not a Lefsa fan either. I don't get it. Like it's. She wa- she you're wanted starving to put to death, salsa and cheese on it. I I would. <laughs> but it all informs you know the history of what they had to cook with when they came over came over. Yeah, here, so see, that heritage what, bring your whatever. Yeah. It's just like Germans. You have sausage and potatoes and cream. Yeah. You make anything. With well, that. what's your favorite thing to cook? Is it soups? Yeah, probably. Yeah. I'm kind of, I'm not into it, but I'm starting to, like, I really like doing, like, smoking meat. Oh, every man on the these grill. days likes to smoke meat. It's just fun. Like, there's so many different ways and so much different Well, now whatever. you can made, find so many different techniques. I made those briskets on my birthday, and it was, like, those that was good. really good. Well, I didn't get to eat those because you took them hunting. Yeah. So I wouldn't know. This part of one's still in the cooler. In the cooler? Yeah. Well, that's not going to be good. <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't eat it. You're not very good at unpacking coolers. But that's a column for another day. Remember the egg bake you left in the cooler? I don't. Yeah, you don't. You do. That almost ended things for us. Did it? Yeah. <laughs> that and tiling the bathroom. <laughs> When I went out to unload a cooler and there was like a seven-week-old egg bake floating around in warm water. It was like... Not good. It was bad. It was bad. It was really bad. And I feel like there's a couple summer coolers out there that potentially could have the same situation after you got home. Because, yeah, there's that's one of your fatal flaws is unloading coolers. In a timely manner. No argument. Not. <laughs> I've lost a lot of Clamato juice from that. I'm loading coolers. That is true. That is true. Well, I've come to like cooking, just doing it with you. And my favorite, I do like to make soups. And but. I'm trying to think, really making like Nefla soup and chicken noodle soup in boiling the chicken and making the stock and just making it taste. And then there's nothing better. Noodles and crunchies. It's yeah. one of my favorites. Yeah, rolling out noodles and then frying the little crispies and the potatoes. 
Yep. And because I'm so happy I finally figured out how to do the crunchies the right way. I was oh. I was not using enough butter no to kidding. bread ratio. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> Tried to under butter them, and that's like just as much no butter, and then that you have bread, and then a little bit more for good measure is the amount of butter. I was trying to think about your other things your mom made, but the pork chops I just really, and then her caramel rolls are in my book too, um, and those are just simple. I made those this weekend because our niece was here to hunt. Um, she has her youth tag, so Chad took her out, and then uh, the girls really love the caramel rolls, and those are super simple. Those ones you made this, like, whatever, why ever, whatever, were mm-hmm. the I best. Think I did. They were the best batch in a long time. I think I did more brown sugar this time. But I think it was, I mean, yeah, that was taste, but the, I think my mom's on to something with when you get those. Yeah, we'll use the frozen... Bread, cinnamon rolls. Cinnamon rolls. And now, yeah, and that's the thing. And these like, ones were just fluffy These and are good. accessible caramel rolls for people like me who aren't going to Yeah, make, it's not from scratch. <laughs> aren't going to make the caramel roll dough. But one day I would like to do that. I got really into making dough for a while there. I was making like pretzels and stuff. And that was kind of fun to, for I me. I forgot about that. I really like to make like, you know, just making bread. But... I never really made a bread loaf, but biscuits and stuff. That's yeah, we should fun. do the bread loaves. Well, I mean, speaking of carbohydrates, I mean, what would but be better? But if you need bread, like homemade bread is the absolute best that's thing you can possibly eat. my dad eat. talks about. Like, it's his, so good. His number one like meal, if he could have his mom back, would be her fried chicken because they would butcher chickens. And then yeah, she and do, would, she would do double fried. I've heard about mm-hmm. it from a lot of people. Like She was kind of famous for double fried chicken. And then she made homemade bread. And then what did he say? It was like choke cherry syrup or jelly that would soak up the, you would soak it up with your bread, like the syrup. And then, yeah, he really liked her, um, her double fried chicken. It can't be that hard. I've never made bread. It's not. I mean, like my mom has, my dad has. I mean, I think it can be complicated, but you could also make it a more simple process. And we make like banana bread, or you do mostly. I've never made. Well, that's different. That's like a cake type pastry. Right. Thing. Bread, but you have to like never, rise We've it never and... just made like bread bread. No. I mean, I might I might have to try that. We should. We'll remember report the, back and see how the, it is. Remember but... the bread making phase of the 90s and early 2000s too? Everyone had a bread a maker. A bread maker? Everyone had a bread maker. And then, but that bread was, I mean, there was a reason. It was really good. But now nobody has bread makers anymore. Everyone has like Everyone has air fryers. Adult easy bake ovens. Yeah. <laughs> I just air fryer. AKA yeah. air, air fryer. fryer. That's so true. It's like you have an oven and then you have a little mini oven. And yeah. And more so take up our little counter space. And that's the thing. You will would never have a big enough kitchen. That's what I always think about when even when we're talking about that little house we moved in in grandma's house. She used to bake and cook and that tiny kitchen. And in, I, our kitchen's not that big either. And it just like, maybe if I, maybe if I had like a big old kitchen, like some of my friends have with like, you know, a setup, <laughs> I might be like, sure, I'll just mm. be standing in here all day. You yeah, think? no. You don't think it would? <laughs> no. You think I would be just still be distracted by like lawn well, just like we lived in, <laughs> we lived in the little house. We had a tiny kitchen and we still did the same yeah, I just, just mean like maybe I would be would like to be in the kitchen more. That's a nice know. thought, but, <laughs> but no. We just I was bumped this wall my, out I here. was talking to my brother this morning, and we were t- 
talking about our our addition that we're doing here and it's going to make like the living room bigger and it puts the master bedroom out like on the main floor so we don't have to do stairs and all that kind of we're stuff. Old. But what I was like really what we need to do is make the I kitchen bigger. We don't need a bigger living room, we need a bigger kitchen. Cuz that's because, all we do. I mean Charles was like, "Oh, it'd be nice when you know, if people come over and you have guests or whatever, I'm like, that won't matter because everyone, everyone sits, in the, sits in the kitchen. It's so true. So you just need a bigger, like, I need a gigantic mm-hmm. island with, like, ten stools. Well, maybe we turn... Because everyone just sits at the kitchen counter. The kitchen table into the I don't know. I'm counter. sure it'll be the next <laughs> whatever, but... I mean, I'll believe all of it when it, I see it. <laughs> yeah, well, we can always just start another project. <laughs> I know. I'm too tired. I'm going to hyper I'm going into hibernation mode. But first I need to paint the shop and do some staining. And yeah, I'm, you got five gallons of paint in the back of my pickup. Yeah, I need to get on that project. But we're going to Montana this week, so I can't do it this weekend. My dad and me and uh, my mom's coming too. And Mike Andrew and my guitar fun. player guitar player are heading back to Red Lodge to sing at Jimmy's Roadhouse and Music Ranch Radio, and then going to Livingston for a festival. So we'll be heading west, and you'll be heading maybe east, east with the I girls. East, I am. I, can, for, I confirmed. You confirmed. You've been going to a birthday. And um, so that's what we're going to be doing. That's it's, good. it's a busy week, and I go to Medora tomorrow. And last night, Dad and I played music literally in a bar in a barnyard i was laughing like of course this is where we've come <laughs> like we were st- it was a, great is there a better place to play no well i was so mad at all the black flies and wasps and i was like oh my gosh it was so hot last yesterday and it's just the season of the bug right now and so then we went down to a rancher a ranch along the badlands and they were having the state angus conference tour so these people Angus producers were going across the uh, western part of the state visiting ranches, and our friend hosted them and his play on their place, and they had pens set up of different cattle from different places out here, and we had a little stage set up in front of one of the cattle pens, mm-hmm. and it's like there wasn't really they had some good management of their fly situation because it was not bad and it could have been terrible, and then they served like fresh cut steak. Um, some really good rum drink, but I took a, <laughs> I took a swig of it. They were, I think they were, you're supposed to like top it off with Sprite or something, but I just grabbed one and I was walking out and one of her, her mother-in-law warned me like, Jesse, I'd be careful that. And I just took like a big, and it was all rum. And, and then I was like, yeah, you're not joking. These things aren't messing around. And then I found out then I was supposed to put some Sprite in it. Slurred your way through your singing. <laughs> like, I guess I'm going to go sing now. But when we started singing, all the cows started like, like freaking out. <laughs> so we were serenading uh, everyone in the cattle pen. And it was a nice night for, a, you know, they all, two, like 200 people there came off the bus and ate and looked at their horses because they breed and sell horses too. And yeah, it was a nice night, but got in kind of late. So yeah, there's weeks like that that sneak up on me where you're like, I have a couple normal weeks where you're just doing the regular schedule. And then it's like, never mind. Now I have to sing here and sing here and go across the state. And so that's one of the weeks anyway. So yeah, 
enjoy the soup recipe. Put a little extra soup broth in there. Check it out mm. on, check out my Instagram skills on my Instagram page. It's just Jesse Veter. Or follow me on Meanwhile Back at the Ranch on Facebook. Um, yeah, the fall colors are changing. It's really, really pretty play, out here. Play with your cheeses. <laughs> That's if you it. come up with something good for a cheese sandwich, <laughs> tell, tell Jesse. Yeah, email we'll, us we'll your favorite it. recipes. A lot of people have made the tomato soup recipe, um, especially, yeah, since it's in the book and they really like it. So check that out and make your own version. Like, the thing is, you can't screw it up. Like, it's just kind of the base of it. And we put garden carrots in it, too, to give it a little bit more, um, like, flavor. Yeah, I saw somebody did that one time somewhere. Like, that wasn't my original idea. Mm-hmm. Somebody, I never ate it or said, like, it was on some video or some something that I saw. Yeah. It, so, a little shredded carrots in there, and it gives it that. I had that for a little extra carrots in one of my salsa, or um, not salsa recipe, tomato sauce recipe said to put shredded carrots in it to give it a little bit more um, uh, texture. I was going to say, I like the texture. Yeah. And I, yeah, so I had to dig up all my carrots because the grasshoppers ate the tops off of them. So I had some carrots to shred too. And there's an onion in there. I don't know. When I do my next book, the recipes, I'm going to put my mom's Surfer Square recipe in there. That butterscotch and chocolate yeah, thing. That would be good. We're in the land of the bars and the casserole, but I don't do a lot of casserole. I know, and I love them. My mom was really good at casseroles. Yep. You guys were big on tater tot hot dish, which is like the least of the casseroles. <laughs> Alex it's looks. still good because it's a casserole, but it's the, it's the least of the... I have a memory, like a core memory, of sitting in the kit when we lived in Grand Forks, so I'd have been like four or five, and my mom made a hot dish that was potatoes and carrots and ground beef with cream of mushroom soup. I'm pretty sure that was it. And That's I not delicious. It did not like it. Can't imagine why. I only wanted to eat the meat. And it was like in the days of finish your plate. And I kept gagging. <laughs> and I had to sit there. Like in my memory, I can even see I'm looking down on myself, but, having the con- contemplating my life's worth and uh, if I was just going to die here not eating this casserole. <laughs> my my mom has, like, one of my favorite hot dishes is basically that. But it's, like, noodles and noodles. hamburger. There's no noodles in this. Yeah, well, I'm telling you what okay, the sorry. other one was. So it's noodles and hamburger and, like, cream of mushroom and maybe, like, cream of cheddar or whatever that uh-huh. other kind might might be that. And then corn or peas or whatever kind of vegetables you have to Mm -hmm. put in there and then crunchies which is fried bread on the top you mix the crunchies in and that's just like a hot dish it was like our that's a hot dish staple hot dish and it was fantastic that's like signature hot dish situation i love a tuna casserole Mm. it's fantastic yeah I don't know. <laughs> I love like a it. hot tuna yeah. casserole. Yeah, melted mm. cheese on it. Mm. I'm, I got to be in a different kind of mode for that. I know, um, but you don't... Like tuna sandwiches are like my favorite sandwiches. I kind of got into those in college because you were making them and I was starving. And I, I love tuna sandwiches. 
Yeah. Well. Okay. I think that covers it for now. I need, I like one of my eyes is actually literally closing. I know, and now I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah, I do. We have some leftover soup in the fridge. <laughs> I already had one bowl of stew. Oh, I made a stew the other day that was. Oh, this is, I don't know. I don't approve this recipe, but go ahead. Do you even know what it is? Is it the one that you put like Alfredo sauce in? Yeah. That's not a stew. That's like a uh, stroganoff. No, but it made it into a stew. But what constitutes a stew? What's the definition? Because that, that was a little out there. Because you don't always have it. So hit. it was nephilas <laughs> instead of potatoes. So I didn't, you normally stew is like meat and potatoes in some vegetables with some sort of a broth. Mm-hmm. This was meat and nephilas instead of potatoes, and then had onions and Alfredo sauce for the base, but then mm. I added uh, chicken stock to it. Alfredo just throws and me off. I don't like uh. This seems like... A bunch of... Like, I should have put corn in it. That would have made uh, it way better, uh, but uh, I didn't put corn in no. it. No. Anyway, uh, it's really that good. That sounds it's really, not really good. good to me. I saw it on the counter. Yeah, well, it's for me, and I spiced it accordingly, so it's <laughs> mine and mine only, and Sometimes I've eaten it three you, days in a row now. Your combination of things I can't get behind. Every time you and the girls leak, that's what I do. You just make a bunch of stew-type stew Call it like I heard somebody call it college food. Mm-hmm. Which is basically you put a pan on the stove and then whatever you have, you dump it in there. Well, you're like known for. Sometimes they work out, sometimes. You just not go, so much. you're known for, and I think it might be a dad thing where you just go and grab like a sausage or like a slab of meat, and that's what, you, that's what you're having. Like, I'm just gonna cook this slab of meat. Oh, I know, like you get so appalled because I'll just go get a steak out of the freezer and then just well, eat a steak. Not have like, oh, you need to plan your meal around the that meat. That is the meal. It's like just a big but, steak. Or sometimes you'll just get a big chunk of roast or some sort, and then that's sausage like... Sausage always drives you crazy. And then you just sit there and cut off the like, pieces of sausage and that's while you're standing up. Or just put a fork in it and like... Because you are a caveman. <laughs> it's really tasty. But like, I, you got to have a protein and a side and an egg and a hash brown well, and a If you want to get all it. crazy, but sometimes you're just hungry and, and you, just you don't want to do all the extra thing of meat that's yeah. a total man thing yeah well so you know like like your mom was giving your dad crap one time and she was kind of teasing him about well he just probably ate a bag of peas or something like <laughs> yeah. that and he literally will just eat just vegetables. ate a bag of peas well like, and then in garden season like he'll he just, just eat only ate a bowl of tomatoes like, Cucumbers or whatever, yeah. like it was... Or like tomato sandwich. <laughs> that's not a meal. I'm like, huh, work for him. Yeah, I'll just put, slice up tomatoes and put them on a piece of bread or a piece of toast. I've, oh, I used to real, oh, I used to eat a cucumber sandwich all the time. You did, you went through a big what phase of that. What the heck, why haven't I thought about that? I don't know, we have a so billion cucumbers. cucumbers. I'm dropping some off at Horizon Assisted Living. I love a good cucumber sandwich when it's loaded with bacon. Well, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Who can deny that's delicious? And then that's why we should get some pigs, but that's a story for another day. Okay, now I bet you better go eat. <laughs> it's almost 11 o'clock. It's time for your third or fourth or fifth meal. <laughs> or second. It's your second? Oh, oh you did good today. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for the soup recipe, you little culinary genius. You get so much credit. I've never made up a recipe that's turned into anything. I used to do it with my friend, but I remember 
mud and, pies don't count. Yeah, a lot of hot tamales. That's what you could make make up a pie. I don't know how to a make pie? any pies. That's not where you start. You don't start with pie. Why? Because that's like no. It's one the can... soup of desserts. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's got this. I think you can screw a, a pie top, up. A top and a bottom and, and a filling. It's the crust thing. Is like that's a whole nother animal. You could do it. I mean, I know I can't. I mean, I can do anything. <laughs> Whether or not it's worth the tears on the way to the end. <laughs> I leave the pie making to neighbor Kelsey, who makes the best pies, best pie crust, the best pie I ever ate. We I know, were but teenagers. That, is, that helps me none. And we picked Juneberries and had a broken arm. And Juneberries oh, June are very pie. like a so flash good. in the pan around here if you can find them like they're fleeting we picked them alongside the road she went back to her place she made the most thin and delicate crust and then we processed the june berries put sugar in there just very simple the most and june berries also can get kind of like gritty cuz they're a wild berry but boy that was a good like when top 3 meals that one and then the fish taco after i jumped out of plane because I thought I was going to die. So that was delicious. That would, that Juneberry pie is up there. I think this soup is up there too for some of my, one of my favorite meals and a Nefla soup. Yeah. yeah. We should yeah. maybe, we might have to try the pork chops. Now I got it. Mm -hmm. Got that on my mind and I'm like, mm. can only, I can't have a pork chop without a cream pea. <laughs> Tell the people how you do cream peas before we leave. Cream peas is just super easy. Well, I... I cream peas is equal parts butter and flour. So like tablespoon of butter, tablespoon of flour. That they call it? Like a slurry? Sure. I, I don't, think that's I don't know what they the call it. You just mix term. it together until it makes like paste. And then you just add milk until you get the thickness you want. And then you little put salt, salt and pepper. Little salt in it, pepper, whatever kind of spices. But mm. pretty much I usually... When I'm alone... I pepper it when, yeah. when it's for the family. Then it's just a little salt, maybe a little. We haven't sold like the girls all on. season salt sometimes, but you can do a lot when you know how to do that kind of cream base, though, too. And I think that was the base of your. And then you know, a funny thing, you got me that macaroni and cheese cookbook. Yeah. The base is that. for that macaroni and cheese is that. Yeah, it's and then like it's that like you add all kind of whatever, but it starts with, with that kind just of slurry. Yeah, that. And then it's more like a, yeah, a drizzle. But I mean, it's butter and flour. There's no way that you can go wrong. No, you can't. You can't. But yeah, you just, then you just add milk until it becomes whatever you want. Then you dump the peas in and, mm -hmm. and then you wait till they're steamed potatoes. and then you're done. Pour it over mashed potatoes and, mm -hmm. and your pork insta-hit. All right. Well, that there you have it, folks. Now go eat your favorite food. <laughs> go make the soup. <laughs> Oh, and welcome to hibernation season. Good luck keeping your eyeballs open. <laughs> bye, love you, bye. Bye, love you, bye. It's official. When I'm in town and my friends, family, and colleagues see me coming, they turn their eyes, put their heads down, and start walking for the nearest exit or crosswalk. And it may be because they know that if I make eye contact, we could potentially find ourselves in an hour-long conversation about the weather and the meaning of life because I've lived as a Midwestern Lutheran Norwegian long enough that I've overmastered the art of a good visit. But mostly I think it's because of my tomatoes. 
When I planted the tiny plants in my new raised bed this spring, along with the hope that was hanging in the air, apparently so was some magic, because I've never had a crop like this. And Lord help me, I can't possibly process puree chop stew or can one more. It's not in my blood. I don't have what it takes, and also Chad will have to build me another pantry. So I'm working on offloading, and if you look like you could use a vegetable, I will hunt you down with a paper bag filled with produce. I will pop in your store with the offer. I will casually ask in a conversation that has nothing to do with vegetables. Need some tomatoes? Sure you do. I'll be right back. And then I am right back, with a promise of more tomorrow if you want, and I'll throw in some cucumbers for good measure. If you leave your car unlocked, I will pull the old zucchini trick and leave you a surprise. Just this morning, I left a grocery bag full of peppers on the desk of a coworker while she was out getting mail. Peppers for Val, I wrote on the post-it note, and then I slunk away unnoticed, except I noticed the bag of cucumbers and tomatoes I dropped off yesterday still sitting in the corner untouched. If this was a sign to back off, I'm ignoring it. Besides the dilemma of what to do with it all, I'm really in heaven over here. There's nothing more satisfying than pulling a perfect carrot from the ground that was just bare a few months before. Each perfectly round tomato plucked from the stem in my backyard feels like a pretty little miracle and I'm so obnoxiously proud. Like, I'm not the only one who's ever grown a cute little pepper for crying out loud, but it still feels so special, each one. Which is why I can't bear to let any go to waste. I even saved some semi-spoiled produce for my little sister's chickens to make special trips to deliver it to the crazy birds myself. I consider it a little thank you for the eggs, you know? And also, they seem to get as excited as I do about the whole thing, so that's a bonus. Anyway, in a few short weeks, the frost will settle in and my garden will settle down, and I know that this growing and harvest season is so fleeting, which is maybe the main reason it feels special, having a garden. It comes in its own good timing, which is such a holy thing to me. Am I getting dramatic? Maybe. Just this afternoon, I started writing a song about tomatoes, and I thought it was maybe hit material. Anyway, it's been a few years since I shared the recipe my husband put together during the first fall we spent at the ranch using garden tomatoes and fresh carrots. It's in my book, Coming Home, and some of you may have seen it before, but tis the tomato season. So in the show notes is your reminder to try it out. Try it your own way, and if you need tomatoes, there's a bag for you in the corner of the visitor center in Watford City. Or just send me an email. I'll deliver. for listening to this week's stories from the ranch if you want more content you can follow me on instagram at jesse veter or facebook at veter ranch if you want more information about my music you want to download it or hear more you can find that at jessevetermusic.com or anywhere where you listen to music thanks for listening we'll see you next week